is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the otakuspirit.com website, where you can go for our news, reviews, coverage, and adult anime, as well as a wonderful comedian form link. Stop. Social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And today is our summer 2017 season reviews, part three of three. Because I don't think there are going to be any other ones. Except for are that. Are we halfway done yet? Except for that Hawaii Monogatari second season, which is kind of separate. Are we halfway done now? We're done. This is it. This is it. It's all we got. So we, we, we're just, the next one. we just go ahead and start watching some anime and angel three pieces are our list here is angel three piece knights and magic new game which is technically season two 18 if in another world with my smartphone light of the cleones cleone whatever you want to say it i don't care my hero academia season two that's that's all we have and then we have some we can talk a little bit about uh the shows that are continuing if you if you if you're okay with that whatever you want to do are you sure i'm 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 easy going okay well, let's kick things off with Angel 3Piece, or Tenchi no 3P. This one's streamed on Crunchyroll for 12 episodes, done by Studio Project Number 9, uh, based off of a light novel, and the genres are music, slice of life, and school. And this one follows the life of Kyo, who Kyo is somewhat like a neat. He just kind of shuts himself into his room, uh, makes music all the time, doesn't go to school. Uh, he's afraid of going back to school. And at some point, as he's making his music in his room on his computer, he gets a an inquiry from somebody via email saying that they really like his music and they want to meet and do something. So he decides to go ahead and meet with the person. He thinks it's like some kind of uh, business worker or something Producer. like that. And so he goes out to this park to meet the person that was contacting him. And he's confronted by three very, very small children who are just absolutely in love with his music. And they basically ask him if they he would be willing to make music for them because these three girls are part of this orphanage, this little wing orphanage. And they're trying to bring people to this orphanage because it seems to be closing soon. And so happens. They each have instruments in this, this little orphanage. And they're really good at playing, but they need somebody to write music for them. So they enlist Kyo to help them write music and bring people to this this church or this orphanage so that they can, yeah, have concerts and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one this one was one of those ones that uh, it's very cute, very moe, very cute little girls that are kind of working with this, uh, this gentleman to make music. They kind of get a little into the fact that he's this shut-in, uh, not really a shut-in, he's more just a neat, just doesn't do anything but his music getting a little bit into him kind of coming out of that uh, locking himself away from school. He's wanting to go back to school. He's being encouraged to go back to school to kind of set a good example to these girls. I, I kind of, a lot of my enjoyment from the show really came in, uh, yeah, of course, the cute girls, some really good music, but having some hidden messages in there about like Kyo trying to set a good example for these girls who aren't going to school when they're trying to uh, get people to come to their, their game. But they're like, no, you have to go to school. Okay, now I'm a hypocrite, so maybe I need to go back to school. Stuff like that kind of mixed in there. But like I said, most of, the, most of the gist of this entire story is really in cute girls playing music with a little bit of heart in there regarding the relationships that they have, um, the friendships they kind of build, other people they kind of meet along the way. Agree, disagree? Yes, I definitely agree. I, this this show is absolutely adorable. Um, I I love, like Andrew was mentioning, the kind of him him trying to uh, come out of his shell to show uh, show these girls that it is okay to 
accept um, uh, human interaction and that that kind of that that little tidbit kind of shined through a lot of the the interactions that they went through later on. Um, a couple of the kind of neat little um, st- drama points, for lack of a better term, that that they had involving certain characters and um, and because they are in an orphanage and things involving all that. So there was a lot of neat little tidbits in there. The only thing that I kind of um, would probably have a beef with is a contrived um, relationship story that they had a little bit later on in the, in the show that I just, I know what they were going for and why they were adding it, but it just, it didn't, it didn't feel as natural as the rest of the show. Does that make sense? A relationship with who? The oh yeah. I mean, it, it just was like a crush thing. I mean, I didn't really well, believe it anything, but the oh hey, here's another harem member. That's really yeah, all I exactly. got from it. it. It was it was it was one of those things that it's just it was very old school harem. Just plop. Here's a character, and oh yeah, by the way, it's part of the harem. And it was it was a little bit okay, I know why you did it, that's fine, but it just, it didn't kind of work with the rest of the show, which was, felt very natural in the way that their relationships were building as along the line, so. Well, that kind of, that kind of leads into my only real huge beef with the show, is that it kind of opens up as, you know, here's cute innocence, um, these girls wanting to bring people to this church, they're very cute, they're very fun, He's doing music with them, and it all seems really innocent and lighthearted. And then suddenly, I know where they're doing the etchy tropes, and it's like, okay, you're doing the etchy tropes with characters that look really, really young. That could be a really serious issue with a lot of people. And it's a stumbling block for me even suggesting the show to anybody because it's there, and you're like, yeah, it, me, I go, okay, it's there, but I'm like, but I can't suggest this to anybody else because it's that blatant. It's it does the whole. What are they doing behind the door or making moaning noises? Oh, they're just, you know, doing a massage on the back or something like that. That kind of thing gets thrown in there. And it's like, this could be a really cute, innocent story about this guy doing music for these girls, them hitting it big. But it's it keeps stumbling every second when you have, okay, now they're all in the bath together and they slip and somehow everybody lands on his crotch and his face. And it's like... That that doesn't need to be there. You're kind of ruining the innocence of the show with that. And granted, it's it's also one of those things where you're like, well, but at the same time, they don't really see. He doesn't see them sexually. They don't see him sexually. They just kind of are these girls that maybe have like a little crush on him. But when you throw that stuff in there, you're you're throwing that that etchiness into there that's not really needed. So that yeah, in turn, becomes my my only real issue is why does it have to have this these harem elements thrown in there? Yeah, you can t- toss it up as there's these little girls and they're all kind of fighting over him, even though they don't really know what they're, why they feel the way they feel. But it still kind of stumbles when the view- you know they're doing that for the viewer, and it's like I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, it, it no matter how you get around it, it's it's a lot lolly harem with etchy elements, and that's kind of the probably the biggest are you sure type thing otherwise it i thought found a lot of fun in the show i thought it was adorable and you know, the only reason it bothers me is because there's a lot of really cool stuff in there it's like i said um he notices that the girls are isolating themselves from the rest of their or their class so he's like i can't tell them not to do that because i'm isolating myself from my class how he gets over that 
going into yeah how they they're bringing in these these people from this island to do this music together really really cool uh going into nozomi and her her parents that was really 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 cute her saying uh what was it uh i'm okay or something like that in english it was really really adorable i think nozomi was best girl she was way too cute but of course sakura was cute too but she was always (laughs) sidelined yeah I I, I I had a soft spot for June. I don't know why. And, little, and Kurumi. Kurumi, Kurumi was yeah, adorable, sister too. was fun. I, I, I liked kind of mixing in other elements. They did the whole artistry mix with music was really, really cool as well. It's just a lot of really heartfelt moments that I really enjoy. It's just, again, it stumbles with, with the content they kind of throw in there to, I don't know, titillate certain people that want to see that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cute, fun little, little thing with uh, girls doing band. Just uh, be aware of the the etchy that's in there. You got down solid music, so. Yeah, good music. I think the only thing that was weird about the music was at some point, I think it was about the time that they were on the island, I realized, wow, these, their voice doesn't really match their age. Like, their voices sound much more mature than these little little girls that are singing. But, I mean, that's just a a goofy little thing that catches my, 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 uh, my notice. Your attention. My attention. There you go. That's that's uh, Angel Three Piece. If uh, if you're looking for cute girls doing band and don't mind a little etchy, there's there's your there's your pick. That's it. Sounds good. Moving forward, we have Knights and Magic, or Knights and Magic is a Japanese title. It's it's like knights like as possessive knights and magic. It makes no sense to me. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> uh, this one was streamed on Crunchyroll and for 13 episodes, done by Studio Eight Bit. Source is a light novel. Genres are action, fantasy, mecha, and school. And this one opens up as you meet this gentleman who is working a, a basic office job. He's a programmer, and you find out that he's like incredibly into uh, gunpla or mecha models. And at some point, he, after buying one of these things, he gets killed, and he is reborn not not transferred or anything like that. He's reborn. In another world that is this kind of fantasy setting, but the weird kind of thing to it is that they have these gigantic mechas in this world as well. So it's kind of like, you know, Escaflowne-ish. Uh, what was that other one? That I can't remember the name of it. Fantasy setting with mechas. <laughs> and he kind of grows up in that world. It doesn't really ever specify that he remembers his whole life. It, it that He never recalls anything from his previous life. It's just... Which makes you wonder why they even bothered with the whole idea that he was in this other world and he died and was reborn. But the only thing that really transfers over is that he just when he sees these mechas as a young kid, he's immediately like invested in them. like he loves these mechas and he wants to make one of these mechas and he wants to learn anything about it. He just he's, he falls in love immediately. And there kind of is a small hint to the idea that he uses his his knowledge of programming in magic because he develops things that normally isn't seen in this world so anyways this guy this boy and this new world is named ernesty he just is he immediately goes into schooling to learn how to wield magic and eventually impress enough to be able to be part of uh building these mechas and uh in in trusting his inner in using his smarts his programming that seems to be inherent to him to uh design new stuff and that's kind of the gist of the story throughout is Ernesty impressing people with his new types of magic that he develops, these new technologies that he develops that uh, channel the magic. Because most people just use like little rods and they shoot magic, but he kind of makes guns out of them and it shoots magic guns, uh, makes propellers, makes body suits, 
um, and then eventually gains enough trust that he can get in with these uh, mechanics to build these mechas that he loves so much. And he's trying to impress enough that he can eventually learn the secrets behind the mechas because they have these little cores that is like heavily guarded secret because all other nations want to know what these cores are that power these things. And so he has to gain their trust enough that he can learn that. That way he can unlock the full potential of these mechas because they're they're limited to what they can get. Yeah, um, this was kind of one of those ones. That's, it's, it's a fun celebration of mecha. You, it, it, it's kind of infectious to watch Ernesty as he's just absolutely enthralled by these mecha. So if you really like uh, mecha in general, you might find yourself you know, connecting with Ernesty. He just has a lot of fun. He, he's very ambitious. He loves this idea. Everybody around him is kind of questioning why why are you doing what you're doing how can you what is what are you looking to gain there hasn't been you know upgrades to this technology in hundreds of years and suddenly now we're having tons of upgrades that you're fabricating it doesn't make sense to the people around him they think he has some kind of uh other plans for this whole system but it, it, he just he's in love with the idea of building and and uh advancing this technology and to build his own super mecha that he wants to have which is really really fun and i i really enjoy the uh the reaction that most people have around him they're, they're kind of thrown off by him they they're all trying to figure out what his his motives are and that, and that kind of becomes the fun of most of the show where it kind of bogs down for me is that throughout the entire show it, it's just constantly moving from one project to the next project to the next project and it it really and i might be blowing this out of proportion it really feels like half the show is just really narration this lady talking about what they're doing, where they're going, what they built, uh, the new technology that he's built, how they're implementing it, how this group took it, how this group has stolen it, how this, how they're going against this group because they stole it. it it's mostly a lot of it's narrated, and that that's where it kind of irks me a little bit. It's like I I want to see what they're doing here. Don't just tell me what they're doing. It's really a a solid case for the show don't tell kind of thing. Um, and that was really my only frustration with the show. Outside of that, I enjoyed the characters. They're fun. It doesn't seem like they really get much development, and that and that might be a stumbling block as well, because it really just kind of turns into celebrate Mecha, have fun with the Mecha, here's some really cool battles. They use CGI for the battles, but I think they did a really good job of kind of blending it with the rest of it. Usually when you have Mechas on the screen, you don't have characters on the screen, so you don't have that uh, oddness between the two of them. And the Mecha fights are really, really cool. I, they're It's not just, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. Most of the time, it's really kind of creative techniques he's built and how it kind of throws off the enemy granted they're usually always one-sided fights because Ernesty builds like these really cool mechas that nobody's ever seen before and they do crazy stuff and they end up destroying the enemy but it's fun and every now and then they'll have these really cool moments where okay that's a really cool shield it splits in half and then you can attack through the middle of it or or uh suddenly now of nowhere he's created a centaur looking uh, mecha that runs through the battlefield really, really quickly. Or, okay, now he has propulsion, and nobody's ever seen propulsion, and they all think it's a demon. Those things are really, really cool. Seeing the advancements that he does and how people react to it, and just the cool little fighting techniques they use with it. Um, but it, yeah, I guess the other kind of myth thing is that it, it doesn't really have any kind of conclusion whatsoever. It's really just kind of advanced technology, here's a bad, kill bad, and then it kind of just stops. And there's there really is no well, you kind of step back at the end of it and go, well, what was the point of this? <laughs> Just to watch this kid advance technology this much and then fight a big bad that, you know, it, it didn't really seem like it felt like it had a conclusion besides just defending this one nation and then, you know, roll credits. But, uh, 
it was a fun ride. Um, I had troubles with the narrated uh, segments over and over again, but in the end, it was a so no chapter conclusion. I, I guess you can say it was a chapter closed because it was this nation that was in trouble, and he went to go help the nation. And uh, but you know, as to any kind of conclusion, it, it really felt like one of those. But I'll see you next time, kind of endings. But you know, Team Rocket blasts off again. I guess <laughs> is the best way I can put it without spoiling things. Uh, it just it didn't really feel like anything was was put to rest, and no real gain was made besides Ernesty is really overpowered and made more cool. Up I think this this is a season of overpowered characters. I've, now that I think about it, uh, as we'll be talking about another one in this this episode. <laughs> but uh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. I watched an entire video talking about it. Anyways, uh, Knights of Magic. Yeah, it, it was a it was a fun. If you like Mecha, you like. You want to watch somebody that is just enthusiastic about Mecha as you are. Some really cool little clever battles, um, and don't mind a little bit of narration. I, I I think it's a it's a fun little ride there, but nothing that I would really tell anybody go out there and watch that one. Um, and like a lot of shows that we've been discussing with here recently is probably going to mount for be that memorable. So yeah, fun little fun little ride though. Uh, that was Nights and Magic. Next one we have is New Game. I feel like we're running through these really quickly. <laughs> uh, we, we we had all the really big ones that require a lot of discussion done. Now it's a lot of kind of fun, right. <laughs> enjoyable shows, I guess is the thing. But yeah, New Game uh, with two explanation points or New Game, the second season. This one streamed on Crunchyroll, ran for 12 episodes, done by studio Dogo Kobo. Source is a four-column manga. The genres are slice of life and comedy. And this one, if you don't haven't watched the original New Game series, you why haven't you? You should be doing that right now. Uh, but the original New Game series basically followed Ioba, who um, was just going to join the work field, and she was ecstatic about the idea that she had a chance to work at this one um, studio that created her favorite game of all time. Was it Fairy Fairy uh, Fairy Chronicles? Fairy game or something like that. Fairy Chronicles. Fairy Chronicles. Yeah, it, it, she really had wanted to work there because she, you know, the that's where it was built. She goes in there, she earns a job. Um, designing characters or, or, uh, or kind of rendering characters in 3D models, stuff like that. And then she come to find out that she's actually working alongside the character designer of her favorite game ever, and that's really exciting for her as well. In the second season, it kind of picks up the same characters. They're moving on to their next game and um, kind of kicks things off really early on the idea that they're looking for somebody to create a new character design for the new game, and Ioba is chose, or decides to uh, put her name in the hat and uh, essentially go against her her uh, beloved Ko, who uh, was the original character designer that she's absolutely emphatic, uh, in love with in her, her, her designs. So it's kind of a senpai versus kohai <laughs> moment. Uh, and then on the other side there, you also have like uh, uh, Nene, who was in the first season as well, who was a friend of Aoba. She's looking to get a job at there as well. And uh, so she's been trying to learn programming for the longest time. And, uh, and they decide later on to bring in some some new members to the to the fray, which which caused some stirs as well. <laughs> and you kind of see some of the characters get their their promotions. They're given new tasks, new job opportunities, uh, new responsibilities, and they continue to make their new game, as the title would suggest. Yeah, this one. Uh, you want to kick things off since I just talked for like five hours. Are we gonna Are we gonna Are we gonna be able to do this without gushing the entire time? Yeah, I, I, have, I have one misgiving but other than that yes yeah, oh i don't know about all that how can you possibly find any wrong in this show this show is perfect because i'm a critic 
No, you're not. <laughs> you're not a critic. You're a fan. And we're fans and we love shows like nah, seriously. Um I I do re- I did really enjoy myself watching this season. Um the I can't I can't I seriously cannot cons- think of a thing that I found that really I about the only thing that I would say is it felt like it was a little bit more drawn out than it was the first season. It felt like things were moving constantly in the first season. It didn't quite feel that way in the second season, but even at that, it it just it felt like it was maintaining a a um, for lack of a better term, a status quo in how they wanted to play out the drama. Because when when everything kind of hit uh, a T at the end, which it wasn't like melodrama type thing, it was just there was a drama that was building between the different characters in the in the show. And it wanted to move those uh, that drama through the entire show, so it had to maintain the tension and keep the discussions going through the entire show. And I think that they pulled that off well, but it, it came at a cost, and that felt and that to me, I think, was the kind of how it felt kind of drawn out over the long run. I thought I was going to be the one that was going to be negative. I didn't think I was all that <laughs> negative, but I'm sorry. <laughs> you just like basically said I'm going to say something bad, but defended. <laughs> no, I I love it. It's it's got the same fun chemistry as the first season did. I think my only really misgiving is well, technically two things. One being that it's not as good as the first season, but that's like saying you know uh, Nisei Monogatari wasn't as good as Baku Monogatari. It's like they're both amazing uh, seasons. It's just one's better than the other. I I, I just think that a lot of the uh, I just want to say that the the first season I think is just was just an embodiment of uh, perfectly paced, perfectly executed uh, jokes and humor and cutesiness. Whereas this one, it's like it almost felt like we need another, we need another season, and it, it feels like it doesn't have that solid, well put together, constantly I'm smiling, constantly I'm laughing uh, chemistry that the first season had. Again, but it was still a, a great season. It's just not as good as the first season, which is not really saying too much negative. Uh, my other really misgiving for this season was I didn't care much for Subame and Momomiji. I think their addition to the cast kind of put the brakes on everything. It was like it, it felt like they didn't fit. They had great chemistry in the first season. They come in this season, and it was almost like they got to a certain point where they're like, we can't keep repeating these jokes and these and these same chemistry, so let's just throw these two in there just to cause some drama. And it was like... I don't need you here. This is a fun show and I enjoy watching these characters have fun. And now you're throwing a whole bunch of drama into it that could probably be solved by just saying, look, just, just do your own work. Get, get the hell out of my face kind of thing. It, it just really felt like it was, you know, you're having a fun party and then suddenly out of nowhere, that guy shows up to the party and you're going, oh gosh, uh, turn the music down. He's not going to like the music being too loud. That kind of thing. It's just like... But I, at the same time, I I loved how they kind of progressed them. So it's kind of a, a give and take kind of thing where it's like I didn't like it at first. And then eventually they go, OK, look, OK, that fits in there. I like this. Good. Thank you for for wrapping this up and making that bow make it more comfortable kind of thing. Uh, outside of that, I love the uh, the tensions that were added to the characters. I say I said in the our first impressions that I think the first season was like an embodiment of uh, Ioba coming into this work environment, learning things, uh, the struggles of learning things, trying to fit in with the group that she's now presented with, uh, silly little uh, interactions between the characters, kind of work discovery stuff. 
in the second season, they take the work discovery stuff out of the way and they get into a lot more drama. I I felt like this was a lot less humor that was in the second season. I got a lot more giggles and stuff out of Nene and Umiko. I think they still had that same silly uh, chemistry, but everybody, all the other characters, it seemed like most of the humor was taken out. Umiko was very underplayed this season. (laughs) No, she was there. She was constantly making Nene trip around. That was how, and that was flicking and flicking the boss on the head. That's yes. about all Umiko did this season. He very underplayed. But it's just a, it's a struggle with the idea that a lot of the humor I think was taken out of the second season, which isn't a bad thing because I, they brought in a lot of serious and uh, drama struggles for the characters, Ioba and Ko, and the and the whole uh, who's going to make the next character artwork. The way that the business sees that character artwork versus what they as artists see that artwork as. Uh, seeing Hufumi get new responsibilities and how she uh, grows into that, uh, seeing the struggle with Rin and um, and Ko and what their and their future, those little drama moments were really really heartwarming and fit with the rest of the show. It's just like I said, a lot of the humor was taken out of it in replacement to just the cuteness and these heartwarming moments and drama instead. So. Like I said, it, 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 it's it's a struggle for me just because it doesn't feel like the first season, but at the same time, it was still a great season, if, if that makes sense. But uh, still more fantastic uh, new game. It was, first season was 100, and second season is 99. It's like it's a, it's a, it's an A. Like, one's a, one's a 5 out of 5, and the other one's an A. It's like they're not really the same thing, but they all both do cool things. Plus, they didn't get that. You know what? You know what have, would have made this a perfect second season and fixed everything? They should have had Subame and Momiji uh, have to do the whole thing with the with the doctor. It would have been a cool little little uh, callback. Remember the doctor scene in the first season mm-hmm. and the whole taking the blood. Mm-hmm. They should have done that with them. Like suddenly now, Aoba has to help. You know, push them into the door because they're going to be afraid of <laughs> having to give blood and stuff. If you say so. I got I got I got a kick out of uh, Ioba and her struggles as well because you kind of have this whole thing of her trying to be mature and and push people away because she thinks that makes her mature and and uh, like I said and I think my favorite of the season was definitely Nene and and Numiko seeing Nene kind of come into the trying to get a job there and stuff like that was really the, cute. The funny thing is, is I I think my highlight of this this particular season was the uh, Alba Co um, kind of conflict for lack of a better term. Yeah. I don't want to reveal all that i thought that was really neat yeah and that, that kind of stuck through the inti- entire season which was really great too so not enough uh not enough yoon though she's she's definitely still my favorite just because she has a dialect and i i was like i don't remember if i knew that she had a dialect in the first season but now i really hear that that draw that she has to her words and I'm like oh she's so adorable i love girls with dialects it's so cute um yeah not enough cat though cat was just not around at all I, I like Christina. Though. Having Christina be playing more of a part in this this season was cool as well. She's kind of the well, she's like a producer or something like that. Yeah. Anything else on on new game? It's still a great a great show, fantastic show. Uh, you should be watching the first season. Definitely watch the second season as well. So, you agree? Yeah. I Definitely. You something else. Sorry. I. Let's move on to 18IF, or 18IF, I don't know how it's it's pronounced, but uh, streamed on Crunchyroll, ran for 13 episodes, done by Studio Gonzo. The source is a multimedia project, the genres are supernatural, and uh, this one follows Haruto, and Haruto, it kind of seems like he's in a dream when it kind of open opens up, 
And he's confronted by a man named Katsumi and a girl named Lily. And come to find out, Katsumi can't see Lily, and he's kind of perplexed by that. But Katsumi is a doctor who is trying to find or discover a cure for his sister, who has this uh, sleeping beauty syndrome, uh, where basically girls are randomly falling asleep and going into basically a coma. And the weird twist to it is that these girls are becoming witches in this dream world. And Katsumi is kind of enlisting the help of Haruto, but really Haruto is just kind of helping these girls as he kind of comes along or runs into them in this dream world. And doesn't really kind of specify if uh, where Haruto is, but you kind of realize that he's in this dream world. So he's basically each episode is Haruto meeting another uh, witch. Each one of these witches have some kind of weird... Uh, quirk to them they are struggling with something in the real world or they have faced something in the real world and now are uh in this dream world and they need to be uh assisted in some way it's, it's kind of i don't want to see helped or say help because it's kind of a a weird thing with this show because as he goes to each one of these witches one will be like uh she is struggling with bulimia in the world world and now she's in this dream world she's now a uh, a witch that is consuming lots and lots of food and, and throwing random sweets at Haruto and he's having to flee from her. One is a girl who is a, uh, uh, helps, uh, it, it does music for people that are deaf. And so she knows sign language. And in the dream world, she, uh, basically communicates with words that are kind of spelled out in text. It's a very artistic show. It seems like each one of the, along with each one of these different witches, it seems like they have a completely different art style to it. Uh, one looks pretty much like some kind of claymation uh, art-looking piece. One looks very, very smooth and uh, flexible animation. Each one kind of has these different art styles to them with a different type of issue they're going with, through with and how Haruto can help them come to terms with it, I guess is the best way to put it. And it's a really cool... It's a mixture show for me because I don't really know what to think of it. It's, and one time it looks really crappy. At the other hand, it looks really, really beautiful or it looks very, very artistic, very, very clever. Um, and they're always kind of facing one type of uh, issue with each one of these these stories that don't really end in a way that is trying to preach something or trying to fix something. Often it's just kind of displays these issues that he's kind of, these characters are going through. And Harto either kind of helps them to come to terms with it or just kind of tells them it's a thing, and they kind of deal with it. And it, that's one of the more fascinating aspects of it. Like, really early on, I don't know if it's like episode three or something like that, there's a girl that's a witch, and she was uh, in, you know, the real world. Her entire family was murdered by a bunch of uh, bunch, bunch of hoodlums. And in the dream world, she starts hunting them down in the dream world as they're sleeping and killing them. And... It doesn't really have hard to come in and say that's bad. It's just kind of he comes in and goes, "Okay, can I watch?" <laughs> it's 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 never like that's a bad thing. You need to stop it, or uh, you need to to you know you know get them arrested and take them into to to court and have them be prosecuted. No, it's really kind of just okay. Well, you're doing that. Let me let me watch and then kind of converse about what she's kind of going through. And that's where I'm kind of saying it doesn't. It's not like it's picking moral sides with a lot of these stories. It's kind of just. Here it is. It's on display. And most of the time, it's kind of Haruto accepting them for what they're struggling with and them coming to grips with it in some way. And that's really kind of the fascinating thing. But I think my draw with the story overall wasn't so much in those. 
even though I really enjoyed like these kind of, uh, it, it really is in the visual style. That that's where I kind of enjoy it. it it's kind of like when you were watching uh, Space Dandy, you were telling me about right. that, where it had this really cool uh, each episode being directed by somebody else. I don't, I'm not sure if there was directed different people on this one, uh, but having those different dis- decisions based on the art styles or what they're going to do with each of these episodes really made it like every episode that I came in, I wasn't sure what I was in store for. Uh, one could be really, really dark and gruesome. One can be really creative and artistic. One was just jam-packed full of symbolism, and you're constantly trying to figure out what these symbolisms are for. And that was really, really cool about it. And then to mix that with the uh, the story that we're telling for each of these characters usually tie in with it. One being like, uh, I don't really want to spoil, but there was a one that, the one that I told you about that's really, really uh, crazy art, art style to it. It looks almost claymation-ish or uh, kind of like a soft watercolor look to it doesn't look like anime whatsoever and the way they tied that into how they got to that world was really really cool in the end so it always has these really cool little twists to the end of most of the episodes so if you're looking for something that has a really cool creative uh style to it um a lot of experimentation they're kind of doing with it a lot of symbolisms to what these characters going through like getting away from figure skating an idol who is just upset <laughs> at the world, a, a character that's bulimic, um, one that's bullied. They're really, really cool little stories kind of reeled throughout this entire thing. The only thing that's really going to be a stumbling block for a lot of people is that, I, in my opinion, I don't think the, the ending was all that great. It, after it got through, I don't know, 10 or so uh, characters, it went into this, you know, here's the big ending. I didn't really, I didn't really find it that satisfying. But I, I enjoyed the episodic feel of going through each one of these characters and seeing what crazy thing the studio was going to do next. Some of them were hit, some of them were missed. Sometimes it felt like they didn't really put much effort into it. Sometimes the characters look off model. But in the end, I liked it for the creative, uh, artistic decisions they made with these characters, even though often it seemed like they just got a little bit out of hand with what they were doing. Um, The Idol episode was kind of uh, uncomfortable to watch. Uh, having the bully episode kind of end with a mecha fight, which came out of nowhere. Every now and then it does things that I'm like, you, why are we even doing this? This seems like you're just screwing around now, and this makes no sense to the rest of it. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed kind of watching what they were going to do with each episode, even though, like I said, I didn't have much of a care for the ending they decided to do. Kind of funny, because you, you've, you've seriously really made me reconsider. I, I It sucks that I dropped this one, strangely enough, because... It there it there's just something that's kind of intriguing and um makes you want to kind of see something where they just kind of go out and and just do what is what we what we always mention a lot of cases where we say anime is more of an art uh, an entertainment medium first but when we do get these art pieces it is something that's kind of special and 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 it really kind of sucks that i gave this one up um i want to say episode three was a heartbreaking one um seven was the one that had the completely off the wall art style and i thought it was really fantastic um i want to say episode eight was another good one episode six was a good one the rest is kind of meh. So like I said, it's, it's kind of a sprinkle throughout there. There's these really, really cool episodes that just kind of show off crazy art styles they, they've kind of gone through. Episode 10 was another cool one, too. That was the one with Hanako and the another really off-the-wall art style to the rest of it. So I said I was going to make a list of what, which ones to watch, and that's I guess, is it. Three, 
Um, I think five, I think was a good one. Six, seven, and maybe eight, and then ten. So, there you go. Like I said, it's episodic, so it's not like you really need to watch the rest of them, so... Like I said, it, it's, if you watch those and you really like it, you're probably going to want to watch the rest of it. And But I didn't care much for the, the finale for it. So, 89F, if you're looking for something artsy-fartsy and has some really cool little symbolisms for different issues these girls are going through and how Haruto just kind of doesn't help. <laughs> After a while, you don't really know why Haruto's even there besides just to... Because Lily sent him. To give, some, to give these witches somebody to vent to, I guess, is really the, the, the That's thing. That's kind of what I got the impression it was about. And that really kind of what it feels like. He's breaking them out somebody, by... that, somebody that can listen to them. Yeah. Somebody who can listen to them and let them break out of their And it was really... There's a lot of really prison. cool twists in there as well. Like, I, I really... If you ever watched the figure skating one, that was a really fantastic one. Like, there's, there's one that it really felt like uh, this character's trying to get away from things. And... Yeah, so he's like, okay, let, let's do this. And then it has this whole thing where this other character shows up. She kind of falls in love with that character. And the way that kind of twists at the end was really, really cool. If you if you listen to our spoiler cast, you'll know which one I'm talking about. But it, it was one of those ones where at the end of it I go, so that's why this character was doing something. And it was it was a really cool little moment. I, I really also uh, – I guess it was pretty much the same one, so I won't say anything. It just has some really cool creative storytelling mix in there as well. So it, it's it's one of those ones where I think you'll get an idea if you're going to like it within the first three episodes. Uh, but it's also one of those ones where it's got some that are just overly gore porn dark. Um, like the, the one with the murderer. Um, the girl that was getting the revenge on the murderers. And the idol one where I think it's named like idols don't use a toy or something like that. It was just a really disgusting episode so it's like every now and then you run into these ones it's like why the what are you even ew what are we doing here kind of moments so it's a struggle it's a really really a hard struggle to to suggest but i think if you're afraid of the the gore porn aspect i think it was really on that one episode with the the murderer so it was a really hard one to watch too so uh next one we have is in another world with my smartphone are you ready chris yep Isekai wa smartphone to tomo ni. This one streamed on Crunchyroll for 12 episodes. Uh, done by Production Read. And the source is a light novel. Genres are adventure, harem, comedy, romance, and fantasy. And this one opens up with Toya, who kind of similar to Konosuba. He dies, unfortunately. And God apologizes, says that he's going to uh re he can't he can't revive him in that world because that would kind of be you know be bad <laughs> he's going to uh send him to this other world it's kind of a fantasy world and he asks him if there's anything else he could do he's kind of being very apologetic to toya for him dying toya's like he, he's pretty cool with it he just wants to keep his smartphone um so the god basically says okay yeah sure you, you can keep you can keep your smartphone with you i'm gonna make it to where it recharge itself with magic and I'm gonna put a GPS system in it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my phone number in there. Don't be calling people back at your your other world. Don't be doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, enjoy your time in this other world. And also I'm gonna power you up so that you're super OP. Uh, you know, Kirito style. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. And then he sends them off to this this fantasy world. And uh it really is it really is nothing more I can really explain besides that. He's just in this world. Uh, there's this element of magic. Each person has a specialty in magic, and Toyos, you know, since he's overpowered, his because Tommy is everything. Everything, and, and Null Magic was the other one, and Null Magic, yeah. yeah. And uh, he gathers harem members by performing miracles because he's walking Jesus in this world <laughs> and can do everything, revive anybody, heal anybody, destroy anything, and uh, yeah, yep. All right. 
Yeah, that that's it. He's he's that overpowered. Uh, the there was something about this show that I kind of I kind of wanted to see this thing that kind of that just sold this show. Never got it. But instead, I did get this kind of goofy. Um, I I don't want to put it on the same levels of as Konosuba because it, it, there's no way that you no. get to that level. I'd be still watching but, it if it was Konosuba. <laughs> but but at the same time, if you if you can possibly lower your expectations a little bit, this is a just goofy fun show, and that's all it is. It is it's the same as kind of uh, it, it's a harem and. It just, it's unabashed at everything that it does in this show. It just, the guy's overpowered. So he doesn't have anything that goes against him because he's overpowered. And it's, they don't even try to kind of, for lack of a better term, give him a challenge. They just go, well, I can do this. And it happens. That's, that's what is the kind of the weird thing about this show. And what's, I, and at the towards the end when we finally get to the end now my biggest beef of this show is while i got kind of a chapter end per se it did feel like well oh yeah by the way there's a couple of extra characters and it wasn't that they introduced them per se it just said well there's other characters and it is obvious that either they're going to do another season of this or we have got a, um, a a manga bait situation. Light novel. Yeah, light novel. I One of the two. I don't want to say that it re- was really a bad ending. It just was kind of, well, obviously there's more. And I do feel like I want to see more. I don't know that I would run out to go and read the light novel right away. But I did get... There is a... a there is a charm in this story to me anyway that I did really enjoy myself watching this and I I do kind of want to continue the story. I thought it was very very much fun and when all said and done does it do anything spectacular? No, it just was fun and that's all I got out of it. You got any examples for it? Like uh what what's the charm that you enjoy about it? I'm trying to help you pull something out of you. <laughs> the just the fact that I guess in a way when well the girls were fun but in a lot of cases where you would have these weird little situations he would just come up with silly little ways he would go up against these big old bad bad guys for lack of a better term and he would they would all challenge him to a duel or something like that well his way to deal with that uh, duel was he had this null magic that's called freezing or something like that or slip and the bad guys would just keep slipping on the ground well then they would after 24 hours of slipping on the ground they would eventually decide well i can't defeat you because i'm slipping on the ground and they couldn't do anything else it's it's silly little things like that it's not anything that's over exaggerated but there is those those things that are there. He's obviously that overpowered where he can make bullets f- come out of the sky. Why? Because he's overpowered. That is the charm that kind of worked for me. And no, it isn't. It it's not like it's super complicated. It, it's just 
silly little fun that that kind of works. And these girls are fawning all over him for whatever reason. Each one of them has their own reason. It's just fun. I think I think my issue that I had with it early on, like keep in mind that I've only watched maybe three and a half episodes, is that I I didn't. It, it's he's like an over overpowered type character that doesn't have any flaws, and that's really kind of you get bored of that kind of overpoweredness after a while. So I was really searching for, I don't care much for him. I was just like, okay, as long as you give me characters that will offset him or give him a challenge in their chemistry, and maybe that fixes over time. But with the first, I think I got three characters in, I didn't feel like there was much character or chemistry there. Nobody was really conflicting with each other. Nobody was really bouncing off each other. It was really kind of, okay, well, of course, at the same time, token, it was two sisters, was two of them, and... They're not going to have much conflict because they've grown up together, so they've gotten all the conflict they need to get out of each other. If you've met any kind of uh, siblings, they usually, they usually get the conflicts out of each other by the time they're in the teens or whatever. Well, some maybe not, but is no, it ever it, fixed? Is there no, ever any chemistry I, with the characters and conflict honestly, between them, or they bounce honest, off each other well? Honestly, at some point, um, they all uh, agree to become a harem. So, no, there's no real conflict per se. No. I, I guess it's a... Is it the probably your closest you're going to get to pretty much a basic old school harem show? Yeah, the that's, best way to describe that, it. That's yeah. that's the best I can say. I mean, and, back and, in the day, like in the '90s and stuff like that, harems were very basic. Some of them had like these really sweet stories to them, but they were always kind of about here's a guy with a bunch of girls, and they're all cute and go on a venture together. And there was really nothing else really to it besides that. And at some point, they kind of it seems like anime pulled away from that, and they were going. Okay, you can't just do that. You have to have some kind of conflict. You have to have some deep philosophical story to go along with it. And so they kind of moved around away from this kind of very basic harem setup where yeah, and guy that's, with such cute girls. And that's what I got out of this. The only the only thing I, I, the, the thing that I I kind of love about this is the fact that yeah, he's on this kind of grand adventure per se, but it is just as simple He's going over here, he's doing something, and oh yeah, by the way, he's he's Jesus, and and so he obviously is overpowered enough to do it. And all these girls are fawning all over him because, wow, he did this amazing thing. Well, the kings are all giving him uh, vast estates and, and giving him ti- wanting to give him titles, and, and, and the princess is wanting to marry him. Why? Because he's overpowered. That, that's the thing that, that kind of just worked for me on this show. It just... He's it it, it it it's just all this kind of. But, but does he himself have any development throughout the story? Is he just nope. still basically? He's just like overpowered the whole time. Overpowered character. He got all of his uh, progression from Kamisama. Yeah, he, he, he is the ultimate self-insert. You sit there and you just go, wow, I wish I was him. <laughs> Alrighty, anything else for In Another World with my smartphone? I can't, I mean... Just go have fun. I I, lo- I loved it. All right. That's, uh, let's move on to Lights of the Cleone, or Cleone no Akari. This one streamed on Amazon, ran for 12, 12 episodes. They were nine minutes each shorts. Uh, it's done by Studio Drop. These sources a novel. The genres are slice of life and drama. And this one follows a girl named, it basically follows these two kids named uh, Takashi and Kyoko, and they have noticed in their class there is this girl named Minori who is being bullied. And she's distanced herself from the rest of the class. And she's being isolated and, again, bullied. And at some point, they are upset about this. They're tired of watching this happen. And they're kind of afraid that there's something that 
that Minori might be hurt, so they try to confront her out of school and try to befriend her, and then they go out to an uh, aquarium and, and have fun together, all while kind of hiding it from the rest of the class. They, at some point, they kind of come back to the class, and people are noticing that they're together, and they kind of try to hide they're together. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's... And there's kind of some hints that there's something else happening with, with Minori and how that's affecting her and her bully life that she's kind of <laughs> dealing with. Uh, being a short, I mean, this is technically only like nine, 90 minutes long, so it's not even like three episodes for other shows. Uh, it's Was a very it short much? story. Huh? Was it that much? Jeez, it didn't feel like it. they were that long. Nine minutes each? Well, yeah. then you cut off the outro and intro, and that's because it's down to like six minutes. Uh, exactly, but it still doesn't feel like they were that long. It felt like they w- would go so fast. You want to start? Or yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Jump in there. This one, this one is really, really rough uh, show to kind of talk about in any way, shape, or form because automatically we've got to say off the top. We got to say, you know, it. It. I didn't think it looked all that great. It. It. It was one of those shows where it felt like you either had a very small team working on it. You had. Um, people who are still learning how to do their their craft there there was a lot of things going against this show um the frustrating thing that i i as far as the story is concerned i think that there was a heart here in in its story that it was really trying to get something out there that a message that they wanted to get out there um it had to do with bullying it had to do with um uh kind of valuing uh friendship it, there was a lot of um regrets in involved in there there was a lot of um uh treasuring uh th- there was a lot of things in here that, that all packed into this little itty bitty story and that's where i kind of go with what what i was saying a few minutes ago where it didn't feel like it had enough time to breathe that is one of the b- bigger frustrations I had, and, and and even though it is, it didn't feel like they had enough time to get that 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 story out there. And at the same time, it felt like the characters were really slow at talking. There was, it, it didn't feel like they got enough out at the same time. Does that make sense? It, it's a mixture of, I think, having. It's almost like they try to make it true to the fact that these are these are little kids. They're not going to have philosophical stories to go along with it. So it's kind of nice in that regard. You don't have, you know, here's a bully situation. Here goes this girl, and she immediately jumps onto the 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 teacher's desk and says, "Hey, all you philosoph, uh, philos, philos, uh, here's theories, 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 uh, philosophy, philosophy. You need to stop bullying." And then you're like, "Why? Why would this kid even say this? And why would they have the courage to do that?" It keeps it grounded in the idea that these kids don't really have the best things to say. They are still flawed. They don't immediately become chivalrous. They they still hide their relationship with this this girl that's bullied. Um, they they're still afraid. Everybody's afraid of being pulled into this whole thing, and that that aspect of it I enjoy. I like that it's it it feels real in that regard. But at the same time, the execution of everything is very flawed. Like you mentioned, it doesn't look good at all. Uh, it's a lot of still frames. It's it's bad CG for fishes. It's uh, not even that. It's the the audio, the audio directing, the voice recordings. It all feels very rough. It feels very open mic. It feels very broken. Um, not very good acting. So it's like literally a very small team, a lot of inexperienced people making a story they want to tell, but with the 
rough directing, the rough audio recording, the rough animation, it kind of stumbles with all that kind of stuff. And then to have these really kind of very drawn out uh, narration that's constantly happening with the characters and it feels like it's out of place or out of order, it has a lot of stuff writing against it. But in the end, it does have this small nugget of a story of bullying that is pretty refreshing. It's not a very easy story. It's not a very uh, uh, simple story, but at the same time, not well executed. And that's, I guess, where I kind of put it. And then you have random rap scenes. (laughs) Where the hell did that come from? (laughs) We were laughing. I think we were talking to Logan. We were laughing about the fact that you're like, you got to go watch this show because out of nowhere... Out of nowhere, never done this before. Out of nowhere, in like episode nine or something like that, they're at this this uh, fair, and out of nowhere, these kids come out and they start rapping like it's some kind of musical. And I'm like, what are they doing? Are they really <laughs> rapping in the middle of nowhere? It's like suddenly out of nowhere, somebody said, "We should try this." And they're like, "Ooh, good idea." <laughs> you're thinking, "Why is this a good idea?" I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Again, what the hell is up with the director? Did they just he he just was sick that day, and they all decided, dude, this would be so great. Let's make a rap scene out of nowhere. Yeah, let's do it. Took a week off. <laughs> the assistant producer. I've always wanted to do this, and he's not here to stop <laughs> me now. Ha 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 ha. Um, yeah, uh, it's it was a it was a okay story. It, it got me pretty choked up towards the end there. Um, it I, is like I said. I I agree with Chris. I think it had a lot of message in there. Just I think they didn't have a very foolproof uh, execution with it. So. It is a special kind of show, and it's it's so hard because I I we have to put that kind of weird uh, be aware type thing. It, but I do think that it had a heart of a story that really they wanted to let everybody see, and and I think it is important uh, an important story to tell. Um, but it is one of those things that's. It doesn't. It has a lot of problems. So I mean, take that for what it is. That's uh, lights. Lights of the Cleone. Let's move on to My Hero Academia season two. Oh my! So uh, suffice to say, slight spoilers here because I want to be able to talk about the show. I know that we were ve- we were being very careful about what we revealed in our first season because I felt it was cool, kind of learning it as you went along because it was a a weirdness to. Uh, Deku's story so again slight spoilers going into the second season discussion for the review we're not going to spoil season two but we're going to put a warning here for season one because we had to talk about that and we're talking about season two so that you should have been watching season one so go watch it uh yeah my hero academia season two or boku no hero academia second season this one streamed on crunchyroll and had a funimation dub being currently put together um probably be done by the time you listen to this two years from now maybe (laughs) uh we went for 25 episodes, done by Studio Bones, based off of a manga. The genres are action, comedy, superpower, school, shonen. And for those that don't know, again, with Deku, uh, he is a kid who did not have a quirk. And this world of, you know, most of the population having some kind of a quirk. A lot of people that have quirks end up joining uh, to become a hero. And one of the biggest schools is the uh, UA, uh, UA school, or uh, what was it? What's the UA stand for? I don't know. <laughs> United <laughs> United Academy, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, he, he wants to join this school because that's where All Might went to, and and uh, All Might is this this superhero that 
everybody admires except for certain people and Deku absolutely admired and but he of course found out that he couldn't have a quirk but then things happen he fi- figures out a way of uh, developing a quirk I guess is the best way to put it uh, through the help of All Might who ends up meeting him and then he's able to go off to the UA high and you know become a hero Coming this season, we open up with uh, the tournament, really, is is where things kind of kick off. Uh, there is the Ultimate big UA Sports Ultra? Festival. Ultra Academy. I'm going to have to look it up, otherwise somebody's going to yell plus at me. Plus Ultra. They're always going on about Plus, plus Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says UA High. <laughs> Nobody's going to say, is it? Nobody's going to Nothing says it. I bet you it's Ultra Academy. Am I going to have to Google search what does UA mean? <laughs> No, they'll give you some weird... <laughs> what does UA stand for? Boku no Hero Academia. Looks like somebody's asked that question before. <laughs> UA's name. Does UA have two names? Ultra Academy or something. I don't think anybody knows! <laughs> <laughs> Probably stands for Ultra Academy. We don't care. Whatever. Somebody will tell us in the comments. I don't want to look anymore. But yeah, he, he, they, they start out the festival, and this is kind of this big thing where it's not really about winning, but at the same time, it's about getting recognition by different uh, hero uh, groups that will then hire you in once you get out of the school and become a hero for their departments. And so they go to this this tournament, and it starts off with like a race, and they do some kind of weird th- uh, relay kind of thing where they group up together and fight. And they go into a tournament where they actually pair off people, and they fight each other, and... Um, I think what the the standouts for the first, I guess they put it the their different arcs. There was the tournament arc, then there was the stain arc, and then there was kind of this wrap up arc towards the later part of it. Um, and then they kind of just open it up for this third arc or the third season, uh, pretty uh, openly. Uh, so you want to? I guess we can just kick off each one of them. Uh, the tournament arc I thought was fantastic. I usually don't like tournament arcs. I usually kind of roll my eyes at them. I think it started off. Meh, I didn't really care much for the first part of it, but when it really got into the actual tournament part of it where they're fighting against each other, I was very surprised by it. I, I, I put up a chart here because I remember when we did the uh, spoiler discussion, I didn't remember exactly all the fights. And when I found the chart for it and I put it in here, I was going, yeah, I loved every single one of these fights because, yeah, a lot of them were – they felt one-sided. A lot of it felt like it was – very obvious who was going to win like you can't have this person win otherwise they won't get better or you can't have this person win against this person because then they're gonna uh you know they're not gonna be able to go against this other person in the next branch but even though it had that kind of feeling of obvious who's gonna win they were really cool fights in the end i mean especially a fight that uraku has or uh, uravity uraku has to go against i was like everything points against her but it was a fantastic fight. It surprised me to no end. I loved every single one of these tournament fights. And of I, course, mixing their like really, really fantastic animation. I think that's overall. I think that's I think this animation. is wrong though. I thought it he is. won. Uh that's true. That might have been a yeah, typo. That's, that's a oops. It's a typo. <laughs> that's an oops. <laughs> Everything else looks right. It's just that was an oops, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, I I absolutely loved the tournament arc. It was so much fun. I loved the 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 battle like like Andrew was the the uh Ochiko's fight in particular was just so phenomenal. Loved it. Um I I I liked the how they kind of worked in the 
um, the kind of upset. I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, to make the 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 tournament arc work out, that is what what makes the show so awesome is just seeing these kind of quirks going head to head and and seeing their kind of downsides at the same time and and bringing out the, the who is the strongest what what makes a a hero a hero all of this stuff happened in in these the this set of episodes it just be done <laughs> well, it was also kind of cool about it because you had a lot of the quirks were like okay there's no possible way this person's going to beat this person because you know uh gravity versus firepower i mean what who's going to win that way and then it, it kind of just turns it on its head by going okay these people had to come to terms with the idea that i'm going to go against this how i'm going to ever be able to go against this type of quirk and so there there's multiple sides to what they can do with that quirk and that's where it kind of helped it in that regard um but yeah that was a, a fantastic arc I, I i appreciated every single one of those fights they were really really fun um really like, i also agree i enjoyed the the conclusion to it um, after that whole tournament arc, they went off into, again, like I said, the stain arc, um, that they kind of mention. it's this whole, uh, really bad guy named the hero killer named stain who, uh, takes out heroes because he doesn't th- he thinks that these heroes are not really heroes. You'll, you'll kind of get into that if you actually watch it. Uh, I thought that was like a really weird twist to a really dark, oh, well, yeah, I forgot, I forgot to mention, <laughs> Mixed in with the tournament was basically Shoto's story, which is the kid who is part, uh, he, you assume he has part fire and part ice. Um, his father is Endeavor, who is this guy who is kind of the rivaling second? against, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to be the first, but All Might is, of course, the first. And so he hates All Might for that reason. And he's, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil things, but how, uh, what his relationship is, what Shoto's relationship is with his father, grr, <laughs> right? <laughs> And Shota kind of coming to terms with what his father created in himself, in him. And that was a really cool little arc. I thought that was a really nice little thing that was mixed in with everything else. Uh, along with, uh, of course, with the tournament, you also have, you know, Deku uh, learning things about All Might and learning things about himself. And each one of these characters that are fighting in the tournament are learning things about themselves, learning their weaknesses, learning to rely on other people. So there is a lot of story mixed in there. I don't want to dissuade from that. And that's what really makes this this so enjoyable it is a shonen show it is a term it does have a term and arc but it does it so well in the idea that it has this fantastic animation it has great characters it has them constantly having stories developing throughout this entire tournament that makes it what it is it's the chemistry it's the characters it's it's the stories they have muddled in with there and that's that's what makes it really fantastic i i i wholeheartedly agree i love how they they dig into each one of these characters i i i haven't gotten my froppy episode but i'm i'm i know that i'm gonna get it she at some point episode <laughs> no i mean i want a shota style story oh like for froppy okay she had her own episode though come on i, I agree I, it's it's one of those things that it's it's i i love how character um character centric this show is even though it feels like a a shonen in in almost every respect it has never kind of gotten stuck in um 
the shonen tropes, for lack of a better term. It it has them in there, and you'll see them here and there. It does have the underdog story. It's definitely doing a lot of that stuff. You do, but you do have the main character that goes off yeah, to the, the old man to be trained. <laughs> you have a Sasuke in this show, but it's not Sasuke. Does it, it, that is what is so great about this story. I love the way they play... And and they just used the the toolbox. They just set it in front of themselves, and they just went wild. And that's where the sh- this show shines so much. Well, it's funny because it it does every now and then go okay. Here's that shonen thing kind of creeping up again, and but I still and I do still get frustrated by those things. But it still kind of pulls away from it. I think what set this what why I was so high on this season versus the first season. If you heard our review for the first season, I was like. I love a lot of aspects of this. I love All Might. I get excited when I see All Might. Um, and I made a lot of jokes about that. But the the issue that I ran into with the first season was like, it felt like, I think they were literally saying it, like it felt like this this very short volume, couple chapters, they were, they were stretching this whole first season into just so they can have this tournament arc in the second season. And it felt, it, it, you felt that because it was constantly doing flashbacks over and over and over again it was constantly referring to previous actions and it felt like it was a broken record just kept getting stuck to repeat itself over and over again with these re- these repeated flashbacks this season didn't really have that yeah every now and then they would throw a flashback in there but it, it wasn't enough to bother me it wasn't probably until they ran to stain and they had that little fight encounter which got really dark and was a really cool fight i really enjoyed the fight because it was just it, I, I kind of joked about it being a red light, green light thing as the best way I can put it without spoiling things. Um, but then it started having that issue again where they're constantly, okay, and I was yelling like, shut up, Tenya, because he was doing that. He was doing the constant flashbacks and the constant narration. And I was like, you're going back into the first season. But then it pulls back out of it and does something really, really cool with it. So I, I, I can't say that it's complete without flaws and it's completely without the shonen aspects that I'm bothered by and completely pulled itself away from the issues of the first season but overall it was a fantastic season that that exceeded my expectations and made me fall in love with this this franchise as a whole which i wasn't having that with the first season because of those those issues that i was kind of stumbling over your thoughts on the the stain arc though loved it um i i not as much as the tournament arc and the latter uh arc but i still really liked it, it i thought that it had some really cool things especially um, who was kind of the focus of that? Would it be Tenya? Technically Tenya, but yeah, I I guess a lot of people would argue that it was technically Stain. <laughs> yeah, I guess Stain in in a, in a way. It it was a it it was a really interesting little kind of um uh dig into kind of those two mental states and but what I think I got more out of that was um the what is what what really makes a hero and i think that was really kind of more the the gist of that that little section well it was funny because i was i think that was also the point in which i finally realized what the whole thing was with the the heroes because like i don't think i ever remember them specifically kind of pointing out the idea of you know you can have quirks in this world but you're not allowed to use them unless you become a hero and then even still there's a lot of things that heroes can't do and that was a big thing on uh, tenya was what happened to his brother and how he really badly wants to take down Stain, and that then becomes him no longer a hero. And that was one of those really cool things that kind of mixed in with it 
to give it more than just here's the next bad guy. Let's go fight the bad guy. No, there's it's 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 about stain. It's about what it is to be a hero. It's about what it is to be not be a hero. All these things kind of mixed into a fight that would just been a normal here's a bad guy fight the bad guy kind of thing, which was was really cool. And it ended, it ended really coolly. And now I kind of agree with a lot of people. It wasn't until probably the like the last few episodes that they kind of got into it. But yeah, now I kind of see there is a bigger picture to what stain brought to the picture which was was really cool so and it sucks at the same time because i can't, i can't say it's a manga bait because at the very end it said you'll see a season three but at the same time it's like you can't just introduce a bunch of characters and disappear what the hell's wrong with you so hopefully gotta dock you for the same thing we dock yeah, everybody we else got, for you gotta stay consistent <laughs> no at least with this one we they've they've stated they have yeah, more at coming, least they so. said yeah we we can't be too angry. They do have to take a break. They are, we do want to have content be developed. We don't want them to go into filler stuff. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. Even though it'd be really cool to kind of you know not don't make it part of the seasonal season. Do spinoffs, My Hero Academia, Froppy Stories, or something. We could like do that. that. We could do My that. My Hero Academia, With spinoff Rocco stories. We could do as long as they specify it is a spinoff. Then, then, then it's not as bad to have a filler. But then, at the same time, you want it written by the uh, the original yeah, mangaka, and you don't want him dying. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's 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 kind of important. So we'll throw that in there as well. So then the then we get into the final exam, which I kind of liked it. I I thought it was really kind of. I think that was probably the weakest of the season. I I don't know. I I. I like it in in the respect of the fact that it was kind of the uh, each one of these kids and 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 them going up against the impossible their, yeah it, <laughs> going up against and possible. then and then them trying to you know beat heads against each other for because of certain characters but them having to accept teamwork for some of them and some of them were completely fine with teamwork and but they had their own issues that they had to deal with. So overcoming those little obstacles and well, they say from the get go, it, it's, it's here. We do know the flaws of them and we are making that we're forcing them to, to acknowledge their flaws. Yeah. I, and, and I, I liked how that kind of brought out certain characters and, and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a cool little arc for me. I mean, I think it was, no, the it, wasn't of them, the but I, I, it was, it was also one of those things where I'm like, I just, I want to see the fight against all might. <laughs> That's all I care about. That's all I'm waiting for. So it sadly, Wait, the rest it, of it kind of was put the wayside in my, in my mind. It's one of those weird things because yeah, I agree. It's it, you, you want to see the part with all might, but you know that it, to me anyway, I know that that's not the, the show the show loves All Might. There's no no doubt about it. They they and but Deku Deku gets kind of lost in the in the ensemble cast because I mean I I have my my favorites. Shoto being one of them. I I like Tenya for his own. Yeah, Shoto reason. Shoto was he a yeah standout in this one. Uh, Fumikage was a standout in this season, and um, of course Uchika is always. I stand out for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't avoid that one. Froppy is for me. I the the thing is is what's what's weird about this ensemble cast is even though you know the show is technically about Deku, it's not about Deku. I mean, it's not like if you watch Naruto, who's the main character of Naruto? Everybody knows it's Naruto. Sasuke. 
It will also, oh. <laughs> could be Sasuke. I mean, we, we could make that about Kachan, but the, that's the thing that I that I think that I take more of out of this show than anything is it's odd how Deku isn't really the forefront of this show so much. It is about this ensemble cast of kids that are going through the school, which I find fascinating. I like that they do that with this show. It kind of feels like it's it's Naruto that's like never leaving the the town at the beginning of it. They're always mm-hmm. in that school and they're always kind of learning things. Um, but I think I think what stands out, yeah, you do have the chemistry of the characters. You have what they're kind of going through. You have the storytelling they have each of these characters, and then you throw in there with, like I said, the, the incredible animations. What they did with Shoto in one of the fights was just probably the standout of animation. Um, that entire core. Uh, it was just fantastic animation work. And then you mix in that with like some really incredible music, that r- this really upbeat music that just takes it to another level. Uh, every time they overcome something and it ramps up that music and it kicks up the animation, it's just something that gets you really, really excited. I was joking about with the first season and Oh My, every time he shows up, you get all excited. And it's like I'm having that with every single one of these characters when they're overcoming something and the music ramps up. That uh, is something you can't really describe, but it's just, it's just this really fantastic work that the studio is doing for this entire series that uh, has got me hooked and hopefully it won't go 50 million episodes but I'm perfectly fine with that <laughs> maybe it'll be in the next one piece who knows uh, we just gotta hope they don't they don't get trapped up in, in, in filler so yeah have we gushed enough is there anything else you want to gush there was a cool little twist in there towards the later part involving All Might so that's that's exciting to see what they do with that going forward but that was all really kind of just hinted on and, and kind of opened up for possibility of the future so we'll see we'll see what they do anything else no, I think we got it. All right. That's My Hero Academia Season 2. And uh, that's all for the shows that we were reviewing. We do have some uh, mid-season reviews we can kind of talk a little bit about. We're not going to get into huge detail about this stuff or synopsises. But uh, first one we have is Yokai, uh, Elegant Yokai Apartment Life or Yokai Apartment no Yuga na Nichijou. How's that one turning out for you? Um, I, I I do really kind of enjoy the way that this this show is kind of working out. Um, I I think it is kind of fascinating that they they it, it you know how we were we were talking about how you were kind of turned off to this show because it's kind of feels the same as all the other yokai shows, mm-hmm. and I find it interesting in the fact that. It does. It, it handled a, a a pretty dark uh, storyline, which, yeah, I know that like um, uh, Natsumi's friends in in some respects it is kind of dark, but this one was kind of a arc that went through a few episodes that that did feel um, abnormally dark, for lack of a better term. It, it I I don't want to say that it went. Uh, brutal. It just it, it got abnormally dark, and it kind of surprised me in the way that it it handled that. I do find that this show does have this natural tendency to keep the the lighthearted fun of this guy that's experienced this change in his life, and yet at the same time, it does keep on going through the um, the yokai stories, and and I do like that it's doing that. Okay, if this ends up going 40 episodes and you don't get around to watching Natsumi's Book of Friends, we'll all shame you. Because you started, know it's going to I keep going. I started Natsume. <laughs> I'm just saying, this will probably keep going because yokai stories 
always keep going and going and going. It didn't surprise it didn't surprise me when they said they were going to go to core. I was like, yep, it's a it's a yokai show. They have bounds of stories they can work with, so it'll keep going. Uh, next one we have is magical circle gudu gudu, and we're perfectly fine with that going into the core. I'm totally happy with it. <laughs> This one's totally itching. I, I know, Chris, we joked about this whole thing. Of the, it's it's just the 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 Harengu uh, type itch. It's just, it's just this this show that's not afraid to be completely silly and cute and fun and never takes itself seriously. I, I especially love uh, the style to it. It feels very old school anime look to it. Uh, it really, <laughs> I, I get a kick out of because every time they do little zoom ins and it all looks pixelated, it it <laughs> it, it enjoys and revels in you know, old school JRPG jokes. It's, it's all kind of mixed in there. So yeah, I've been very much so enjoying this one. I guess it's, we're on the same tone as what we said in our first impression. It's just a, if you love JRPGs, you love old school, uh, anime comedies. It's right there with you. I think the only thing I'm not enjoying is Gipple. Every time he pops up on the screen, he's kind of annoying. Yeah. He's kind of annoying. I, I'm, I'm so done with the old man. I, I, I <laughs> they toned him down. They toned him. I, down. I, I know he me. hasn't, it almost feels, feels like he hasn't been in the last couple of episodes. And then randomly he showed up and I'm like, no, <laughs> at least they took Juju under their, their wing for a while. That was, that was fun. Juju's crazy. Juju's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Really, really cute. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Every time Kukui gets all worked up over her, her Yusha. It's fun. Welcome to the ballroom. That one's still going. Um, I've been enjoying that one. I'm not too sure if I like the new arc. I I miss oh, Mako. Come on, I miss Mako so much. <laughs> I do miss Mako, Mako. Is so much better than this new Chinatsu girl. I, she's too Shindere for me for the start. <laughs> I love this show. I, it it kills me that that we have to wait another season to to review it. But I I I. I'm 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 so not done with it. I want more of this show. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I still have problems with them not really showing the dancing, <laughs> and I have a problem with them constantly showing the same faces, expressions over and over again as they're dancing, rather than showing me the dancing. But other than that, I love the drama. I love the characters, and I again miss Mako. So hopefully that won't ruin the show for me. <laughs> it's so funny because I I. Andrew can flat out point those things out to me. I can see them. I know exactly what he's talking about. And it's like, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess that's it. That's all I really have. Do you do you want to go into spoiler discussion over the ending for Heroic Demia? And, and I think we could. I think that we could have a little bit fun of a fun discussion with Hero. All right. It, but, I mean, it. I don't know. Do you think that we could we have a good discussion there? Let's do it. Okay, let's try it. Again, that's all of our reviews for the summer 2017 anime season. We hope you guys enjoyed these reviews, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed all of our summer reviews. If you guys have any shows that you stand out, make sure to go to our forums, sign up, and there's a, a thread in there for choosing your favorite of each season, so that eventually when we go down to uh, the end of the year, we will do a deliberations podcast, and then we will go over what everybody else has decided to be the best shows of the year. So make sure to get your picks in now. That way you don't forget what you really enjoyed about the summer season, you know, come winter of next year that you're like, oh, crap, I don't remember which one of these shows I like the most. So sign up, post your favorites, and uh, definitely let us know what you – what you and if you want to, you can leave it in the thread for this particular podcast episode. Uh, but, yeah, after this one, we'll be going into probably another discussional podcast episode. Then we'll be going into probably our music of the fall season and the first impressions of the fall season. So it just keeps going. We hope you guys enjoyed. Again, you can find us at talkersbeard.com. 
where you can go for all of our news reviews, coverage, and all anime, as well as our forum community, the top link, uh, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And if you want to, we're going to talk a little bit about My Hero Academia, maybe a little bit about uh, New Game, uh, but uh, you can always check the show notes and see which one we talked about and the timestamps for everything. Uh, we hope you guys all enjoyed, and y'all take care. Oos. You're back, and again, we're gonna jump right into. You want to knock out new game real quick? Are you? Did you want to talk about new game? I can't really think of anything too. Well, I I I enjoyed how it kind of wrapped up. My my frustrations was really in the idea of uh, these two new girls that showed up, which was Subama and, and Momoji. But at the same time, I liked how you had Nene uh, still helping uh, Subama and Subama acknowledging that she's trying to help, even though there was that conflict of like. Everything was handed to you. You're getting a free jump into this place. I earned my spot through through college and trained to earn this spot, and yet you're going to fight me over it. That was kind of a, a rough thing. And Aoba and, and Ko's little kind of artistical kind of fight. We guess we talked about that in the, the spoiler discussion, but how they kind of wrap that up towards the end, where it kind of has Ko struggling with trying to get better. I think Aoba taught her that she is not perfect and that that kind of brought out the fact that i think one of them said ko your your stuff is samey kind of thing like you're 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 always doing the kind of the same art style you need to learn to do new stuff and that was kind of what pushed ko to to go off to italy paris i thought paris somewhere on <laughs> overseas uh, i i i did like the the momenji uh grabbing alba and taking her to to go and see ko yeah, to cute. get that last little bit in don't forget um, to, <laughs> was it uh uh good luck finding food or something like that yeah <laughs> everybody's saying that <laughs> I, I I did like the 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 conflict between nene and and subame i i i think that it was really kind of um one of the the it, i i didn't like it as much as the ko and alba thing but at the same time they both had their own little dramas that that kind of brought out the um the the heart in each one of these characters and, and you know, I, I, I really like that. When I was saying I was saying Nene and Umiko. I I enjoyed Nene and Umiko like her bringing her to see her new game that she was making and her critiquing her game. It wasn't really about Nene and Subama that I enjoyed, oh, okay. but I did enjoy I was saying I didn't like 
Subame and Momiji, it was really not until their final stories that I enjoyed it. But my was my enjoyment was really Nene yeah, and, and Umiko. Subame's uh, kind of story was was one of those things that was like a nice little bow that that kind of just made her character stand out. It was it was one of those things. It's like why are you? agitating one of my favorite characters leave her alone and that was the other struggle with me reviewing it was like but at the same time i acknowledge that this this kind of happens and the same but at the same time i don't like them as characters because they are again we're having a fun party and these kids come in and they're suddenly making fun of your your best friend you're going that's a bad first impression we're not good I don't want you in the show. Why are you here? Go away. Because you're hurting my favorite characters. Why would you do that? You're hurting Aoba. You're not welcome here. <laughs> Delete her from the show kind of thing. So there is that struggle that's kind of thrown in there. But yeah, I, I did like like the reveal of the... Uh, since we're in the spoiler section, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Subame is, was told if she doesn't make it, she goes to do whatever it was that she was doing. I liked that they kind of put that little weight on Nene and, and she went, uh, no, it didn't make it right. But at the same time, it changed Nene's way of looking at her. And that means that she changed the way she acted around her. And that naturally means that Subame changed the way she reacted to Nene. I liked that, that soft exchange of, okay, we don't have to be perfect, but at least we can work together. That's professionalism. I loved the way that they worked that out. And Umiko trolling them. <laughs> I knew that we we can get it fixed. I just wanted to see what you all do. <laughs> they brought the entire bug uh, ridden team together and they all figured it out. A bunch of random cute girls randomly show up out of nowhere and they all start debugging things. And it's like, oh, where do these people come from? Now they're all tired and sleeping. Okay. But but going back to Alba and, and Co, because I don't think that we've really given that justice. The 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 neat thing that they did with that Alba coming in and 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 winning the little contest of the art uh, the the art uh, key art right yes it was the key well art. it was it was for the character design and then it was the key character art. design she uh, got the and, character design and spot and Co got the key art right and and that little conflict that of them not necessarily that they they were butting heads but Alba wanted a, a wanted this spot she got it. And when when they came back and they said, well, we need key art, Alba's like, well, no, not a problem. Here, let me put something together real quick. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to have Ko do it because Ko's name is on this 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 show, this, this game. And they're like, I like that that's Ko not brought right. that up to the stage. I knew she was going to do it. Oh, but I, I loved it. it I liked how she did it because she didn't, she didn't throw the company under the bus by saying, look, Alba did all this stuff. She's the one that – no, she said – with help of Alba, Alba did a lot of stuff here and brought her up on the stage. I love that it was very true to nature. She didn't throw the company under the bus. She she instead brought Alba up to show. It was as it was, it was a two part thing. It was I need to have people acknowledge that Alba did a lot of this, but it was also a thing of saying, "Look, don't abandon this company just because I'm leaving." Alba is going to take care of this company yeah, because I, I, I this thought it was is such an excellent did. torch pass. I, I I I got the exact same thing. It was a it was a torch pass. It was a I you don't give up because I've got to go and 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 grow and but the next generation's right here. It's it's ready to go. I and, love but it, it. But like I said, it, it was a torch pass, but it was also a 
a thing for the company themselves because now everybody's seeing, okay, cool. Even though probably the next day they, everybody else, all their fans are going to learn that Ko is leaving and they're going to go, wow, they no longer have the artist there that I love. They'll go, wait, but they, she said that Alba was also involved in that thing. So Alba's going to be able to take care of this whole thing. So yeah, it was definitely a torch pass in multiple ways and very business-like, which makes it... it, it that's the great thing about the show is because it, it's, it's this whole idea of it feels like a cute girl's doing cute things, but it also has a lot of business sense in there. It has this writer's insight into the gaming industry and his thoughts on how this stuff would like un- unravel based off of probably real real life experiences, which is really cool. So, But we also got the, the torch pass, strangely enough, from... Um, and and it was weird at how that one kind of handled the the Hifumi becoming the next Rin effectively. It was a kind of cool little pass the baton, and you seen Hifumi kind of level up a little bit. And she was she was like Andrew had mentioned before, is her starting to come out of her shell a little bit more. So it was really all in all, it was a great a great season. I liked it. Um, moving forward for spoilers, let's start talking about some uh, My Hero Academia Season 2. So if you have not watched My Hero Academia Season 2, this is your chance to turn us off or pause, turn away, whatever you want to do. Uh, There's yeah. going to be some geeking out, just letting you know. The one thing I... <laughs> we didn't have this for us when we did our, our spoiler discussion, so I, I kind of was wanting to put the tournament uh, discussion out there in case you wanted to. But technically, we talked about most of the stuff in our previous spoiler discussion. Uh, I think the only thing that we really didn't kind of discuss is... I did enjoy, I don't have his name here, but uh, Deku's fight against the guy that thought he was a, that his power was to mind control, and so that he, assumingly everybody would see him as, of course you're going to become a villain, because you can you can control people, and his struggle with that whole thing, I thought that was was pretty cool, and, and Deku seeing the, the silhouettes of, of the past All yeah. Might people. I thought, that was, I thought it was a pretty cool thing. I, I enjoyed the two rock solid guys fighting each other. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and then and then going them going to work with the the the, the group that had the the, the multiple arm guy who was kind of like a yakuza leader or something like that, and him smacking them around. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Udaku working for uh, what was it? What was the guy named Gunface or something like that? And how kawaii he was. I think I put down his name on here. He's down at the bottom, I think. Yeah, Snugu. Nugu? Sunogu. No, that was who Kachan was working with. Yeah, that's right, because he kept making Kachan's hair straight. <laughs> Udavadi was working for, like, Gunface or something like that, and she always thought he was... She, she wanted to work with him because he was kawaii, so she's constantly going, that was so cute the way he did that. Everything with, with Uraka is always fun. Of course, her, her little uh, moment of confession are, are being broken that by... Was, uh, that was awesome. By belt laser guy. <laughs> you really like Deku, doesn't you? Don't you? And she freaks out. You were just out. thinking about what what would Deku do in this situation, weren't you? No. You must really you like must Deku. You must really like him. <laughs> that was <laughs> great. And they all act like that was part of their plan. I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> she literally <laughs> let go because she got thrown off. That was that was a lot of fun. No, it was it was really cool, kind of finally seeing the whole thing about Stain and how he uh, is embodying or his his spirit is being passed off to the uh, the other villains and how they're kind of falling in him. They're all wanting to join up with uh, Tamara, and I thought that was a really cool scene with Tamara and and Deku towards the later. That part was there. this twist. It was, was a- like this kind of. Have you ever thought about what it would be like if a bad guy? 
felt unconfident about something, <laughs> what would he do? Where would he go to? <laughs> it was it was kind of funny because it was literally one of those moments where he's like, I, do, I really don't know what I'm doing. It, it really felt like he didn't know what he wanted to do, why he hated people, why he was a villain. And literally talking to Deku, he discovers, oh, I just really hate all mine. So it's like, <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. But it was a really high tension scene. I really enjoyed how it was kind of laid out. And then Ochako shows up and I'm like, no, don't hurt Ochako. Wouldn't it, would it suck if they ended it with them with him uh, killing Ochako like right at the end there? I'd probably stop I would have, watching. I would have stopped watching. I just stopped no. watching. Done. <laughs> or maybe Deku just dies right there, and then it and then like Uchiko becomes the the main character. Uchiko and and Froppy becoming uh, the the main character on board. <laughs> we can do that, and they can have a, a harem with with uh, Shoto and and Kachan yelling in the background. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Kachan's mad because Shoto got all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be mad about Deku anymore because Deku's dead. <laughs> I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the the crazy psycho girl that suddenly showed up uh one of the new villains, but I kind of liked her. I like the I like that they they had this whole moment where they're all together in the the little the little bar and and he's like get them the hell out of here. I don't want to see these people and then suddenly they all kind of go at each other and the what was the the guy with the dimensions he, he opens the dimensions and keeps them from hitting each other and the chick was like i thought he was gonna kill us <laughs> it was really cute <laughs> i don't remember what her name was it was it was uh, yeah i guess they do it'll be oh, all the way down to the bo- oh i guess it'll be it's in alphabetical it's order. alphabetical uh, after morning. no it was like i yeah it's himiko uh it's funny because i wasn't sure if I was going to like her because he does look like that really psychotic character and I usually am kind of off put by evil villain characters that are psychotic even though I don't care I'm I'm fine with like main characters and heroes that are 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 kind of a little psychotic but I I really liked her kind of demeanor so I I'm kind of looking forward to seeing her in the in the next season. The other guy I really got nothing from him so <laughs> Yeah, he likes knives. Lots of knives. So we completely skirted over the the tournament. I just want we 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 talked in detail about the tournament in our spoiler cast. I was just saying. Did we talk about we the big about twist at the end? I don't know. I loved the way we got. Tell me the Bakugo uh, versus Shoto, and uh, yes, we talked about that, that in the spoiler discussion. Well, fine. And how he was upset. I don't want to repeat myself. Then how uh, All Might came in and talked to them and tell them it was okay. Fine. I'm just saying that I only brought up the tournament thing because there was some fights that I forgot what the the pairings were. Uh, Other than that, we talked about all that stuff to death. We even talked about Stain, so I wasn't going to get into Stain again. The only thing that really had was the what we're going into with the sec- the next arc and uh, the reveal about the all for one and and the one for all stuff, which was was okay. But no, I guess we did talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that was the last episode that we had. So yeah, all we really had was. <laughs> The openings to the next season was really the only thing that was new, and of course the the uh, the final uh, the final exam stuff. We didn't we didn't get to talk about that stuff, but I, like I said, that wasn't really my my favorite. So I did like seeing Kachan have to be forced to work with Deku, and how that kind of turned out. Seeing uh, Kachan run out there, and then Deku come out and use the the cannon all powered up was really really cool, and how All Might was just not not rolling over for them he was literally beating the crap out of them like i am not going to go easy on you guys even though he's technically even like, though he can't go easy time. on him <laughs> oh he just he did a little monologues here and there and and that in the end he's basically 
like coughing up blood so he can't technically stop him so his his wound is was was a good reason why they actually won so I did kind of like the cool little uh, Deku throwing Kachan out to try and get him to to get out the fence. Yeah. It was cool. That's all I have, though. I guess, I guess we'll see how this uh, all-for-one guy turns out in the season three. Yeah. I guess technically. Need we'll more probably, We probably won't get into any of that. We'll probably just have them going against uh, Himiko and Tomura and... Dimension Portal guy and this. And the I'm guy. excited about what they can do in the future. I mean, th- for them to have so many cool little ideas just packed into this show, it is, and it feels like they never run out of ideas, cool little twists and ideas that they can do with this show. So it makes me more excited for where they could go in the future. That they have so much, just a wealth of well, it's, it's things to do. It's technically like X Men where. You you introduce this idea that people can have different powers, and there really is no limits to those. Well, you yeah, have but... unlimited possibilities there. You can literally have a complete side story that's on the other side of the planet of other people with quirks and how they deal with it, or another nation that has their own systems for quirks. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that. I I one of the things about shonens in general is they. They have the cool. That's that's the thing with shonens. I mean, what we said a good a good solid shonen has so much stuff that they can explore. But then after a a season or two, you start to see okay, now they're starting to run out of ideas. I don't feel like that in in any way, shape, or form. After what thirty six episodes or so that we've done so far, I've never felt like okay. I think that we're starting to run out of ideas. Now we're starting to pull into the actual. Um, well, I would argue it is because it hasn't really gotten that far yet. I mean, we literally got went from let's join we, here. Deku learns ability, goes into school. School has a tournament, and that's all he really had. They can easily go from there to graduating from the school, join the force. I mean, we've we've only seen the opening book so far so. right I, and and i and I, I i i can concede that but at the same time when you consider like naruto naruto got into introdu- introduction and it wasn't before too long where you started seeing actual arcs start playing out where the arcs started on all started to become big long arcs okay we've got to get this story out and it it it, it started to lose its Okay, here's the cool little neat little things that we can start. It we can keep throwing in there. I've never felt like it. we've. It's constantly well, I, felt but like that it's didn't moving. take until like maybe seventy five or so episodes into it that you started feeling that way because that's when the filler started happening. With this one, like I said, the first core really felt like four episodes, and so I, I in my opinion, this was their first season. So this is like their first twenty five episodes, in my opinion. Whereas Naruto, it took you know, 75 some episodes before you started feeling that, that fatigue, or at least for me anyways, but, because I mean, it was really cool when you had him and he was in school and he was learning his abilities and then they had to go into the, the turn, the, uh, the exams and the tournament and all that kind of stuff was constantly, essentially doing the same thing and it felt fresh that entire thing. It wasn't until they left the Leaf Village and started chasing after Sasuke and you're like, oh, what are we doing here? It wasn't really until Supaton. <laughs> As if it didn't lose me, I guess. Uh, anything else on this one? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, that's uh, Boku no Hero Academia second season. Hope you guys enjoyed these little uh, bits of spoiler discussion. Let me let me make sure there's nothing else here. Yeah, I guess that's really it. B.
But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this little spoiler segment discussion of these shows. Again, we're at talkingspirit.com. We thank you guys for listening, and you'll take care. Oos! Andrew with hello this is Andrew from the Otaku Spirit anime oh my god you broke me <laughs>